0: Hi folks, uh, I do not have any content warnings this week uh, for the interview. Woo. The usual ones apply to our generalized discussion, ADHD, you know, pandemic, the, the things that just sort of happen naturally anyway. Um, I put warnings on them for the future, since the current is the current, That. Does that make sense? Uh, I don't know if that... It
1: might if I was stoned.
0: Okay, great. Um, secondly, we have pets. We do. Four cats, a hound, and a lot of chickens.
1: So many chickens.
0: But um, the chickens and the roosters will not be making any audible noises. They're awake. They're out doing chicken things. God, they're so cute. And... Um, Look up, you can see them. Oh,
1: I no, I saw. Yes, I, I just yes. can't look up too long because I'm, I'm signing pages and I already don't know what my name is half the time. That's so. fair,
0: that's fair. So, anywho, uh, the dog might make noise, the cats might interrupt. It's a thing that happens. And finally, we swear. We do. A lot.
1: I may swear at these signature pages.
0: Frequently at a particular cat who is... Not here. Is he asleep in his cubby hole? He is not. So no.
1: I assume he is plotting evil somewhere.
0: That's what he does. Or he's on the in the patio looking at squirrels. Anyway, um, so those are the warnings. Uh, nothing abnormal in the content. We have animals, and we swear. There we go.
1: Yes, the classics.
0: Yes. So, hi, folks, and welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode three hundred and one. The first episode of year seven. Is that crazy or what?
1: That's pretty crazy.
0: That's pretty crazy. Um, And yeah, so uh, thank you to everyone who said congratulations and all the stuff. uh, When I remembered to physically post it to the bird site and other social medias because none of the automation works anymore. It's true. Uh, which is annoying, mildly. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I did make a post to Mastodon that I am starting to look at other things to host the podcast that are not WordPress, and I need to do some follow-ups on that. Um, WordPress has served us well, but I'm tired of maintaining it, and everything that goes with maintaining my own WordPress site, the big thing being the issuance of open badges. So, we'll see how long it takes me to get that sorted and ported over because I know there are some of you who are very fond of the badge codes. There are some of you who don't give a flying uh, whoosie what's-its. But overall, you know, if people are finding value in them, then I will continue doing it and finding ways to continue to do it. Um... Work was work. Uh, Here in the States, we had a holiday on Monday, which I had originally planned to make into a four-day weekend. So I took Friday off so I could do some odds and ends around the house. And... All right, odds and ends around my office. And then went to the horror convention in Raleigh, which was fun, which was cool. I got to meet some really cool people who not just the media guests and I have so many business cards of people to contact, um, who were like, sure, I'd love to come on the show. So I'm really excited about that. Woo. Woo. So, and then, uh, Monday I did not actually take off. I traded on call with someone. So, um, after this they're on vacation this week and uh, that means that later this month I only have to do a weekend's worth of on-call instead of seven days straight.
1: That's, which that's good.
0: Yes. So five now, three later. Five now, yeah. Five now. It's it's weird how the scheduling works out. Anyway, uh, four now, three later. Four now, three later. Because we change over on Fridays. Um. So my code's taken a little bit of a break. I've got, because just about the time I start to get heads down on things, there's a... Crisis. Yeah. Or something I need to to address, and then everything just sort of pools right out of my ear of what I was doing, and then it's hard to get back on track. Um, Oh, I know how that goes. Such is the nature of on-call. And that's pretty much everything for me going on right now. I had thought yesterday I would build Legos, but instead I forget what I ended up doing.
1: You had to uh, finish transferring stuff from your old work laptop to your new work laptop. Ah, uh,
0: yes. I did. My new work laptop came in on Saturday, so I spent part of the morning getting that sorted. More time Sunday getting that sorted, and then um, the last two days, since it's only Tuesday now... Uh, I've been finalizing getting all the little bits and bobs and and pieces and applications that I need running on the new one. So uh, I am very fortunate in that our company says, if you're an engineer, I'm an engineer, you get a new laptop every two years instead of whenever your old laptop stops working, which is the case for so many companies or, you know, every three years or whatever it is. So... um, It is nice to get the refresh uh, and it is, you know, only minor levels of swearing and, you know, considering, uh, you know, driving somewhere to talk to IT people about how they don't let us do that or do let us do this. So uh, on the new ones. So, yeah, that was me. You.
1: I wrote words.
0: You and wrote words. I
1: wrote a lot of words. And uh, yesterday and today, I wrote more words. Yes. I I am uh, making mostly over my word count and uh, the 1,000 words a day I need to do, and it's been good. It is. It is. I am. It's the sort of thing that you know. It's. It's nice to live through and boring to talk about.
0: No, no, I understand I, completely.
1: I work and am getting stuff done.
0: And then after the work, and then after the dinner, uh, I go play video games. You play video games in this case, um, Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Yes, which did involve me setting up the PlayStation Five for you before I went off to.
1: I held off getting one of those for so long.
0: Yeah, no, no. Your your philosophy of, I'm not buying a new console until there is a game I can play nowhere else. Um, you know, steady as she goes on that, because it's like, yes, this DLC... Is just PS5. It may be on the other platforms, but any other platform you would have had to replay the game from the start. And so
1: Yeah, it's no, yeah. it's just PS5. So
0: Yeah. Oh well.
1: Yeah. It, no, there's there's a lot of bad blood towards the developers because of that. And uh Yeah. Did uh, they
0: not even on wow, that's uh yeah, that's vicious. Yeah, it's so. uh well, alrighty then.
1: No one is happy with them except, you know,
0: uh, I, they're the people who hold their money for them.
1: I suppose, and uh, and I mean, it's it's a good DLC. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I I
0: your your brain is in signing mode. It's fine. It,
1: it kind of is. Uh. Also, I had a birthday.
0: Yes, you had a birthday.
1: I am 46 now, I think.
0: Uh, I believe so, yes.
1: Yes, I had to do the math. Yes. Uh, several times because I kept forgetting. But yes, mm-hmm. I am 46.
0: And you got presents, which is, you know. Oh, yes, the yes. important thing, so.
1: Well, no, the important thing is that, you know, I'm another year closer to the grave, but.
0: Uh... Well, okay. If you're going to be negative about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's fine. Being forty is, is good. I uh, in my forties is good. Yeah, my no, I loved. Awesome.
0: I loved in my forties and um, you know enjoying in my fifties now. So I I still don't think of myself as being over fifty until you know like I the band says jump with us jump and at the end of it my knees are saying.
1: what have you done
0: yes indeed so uh, alrighty so I have an interview yes with um, Idakin Tank who's the founder and CEO of Jotform he founded the business 17 years ago and he came on to talk about how he gets it all done and he also has a new book out and so we'll talk about that too and you know doesn't that sound it's it's a great talk i had a lot of fun so did he and we will have that for you right after this Hi, folks i am here today with itakin uh i'm very excited to have this discussion um itakin is coming to us from a long ways away and we've had a couple hiccups getting the schedule together so uh you know this is this is great um itakin can you introduce yourself significantly better than i just did and uh, tell us about what it is you do sure uh
2: so before i get into like uh about myself, um, currently I am the founder and CEO of Jotform. It's an online uh, form building product, and uh, and I've been doing that for seventeen years. And let me talk a little bit about like how I started. Um, so I studied computer science, and after that, um, I worked as a developer for a media company in New York, and uh, during that time that one of the tasks that I had to do was uh, create online forms uh, for the, you know, for our websites, like, you know, registration forms, questionnaires, surveys, polls, and payment forms, things like that. And I didn't like it much. And I wanted to find a way to <laughs> automate automate that. And um, I, I want to, you know, just use a product to, to do that. And, uh, I couldn't find one, and that, that's when I decided to start Jotform, and that was 2006. And uh, and I quit quit that job, and I've been doing Jotform since then. And uh, and you know, we are doing <laughs> quite well so far. And, yeah, 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 no,
0: it's uh, some, it's it's a product I'm familiar with. I've I've used it, and uh, I know other. Um, that's great. Uh, other people use it, and you know, and. As a site reliability engineer, um, mm-hmm. in my day job, I am all about automating things away. Nice. So, and, yeah.
2: Uh, I'm, I am also, I just also, this week, I just released my first published book, and uh, it's Automate Your Busy Work, and uh, the book is now available on, you know, all bookstores like Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and yeah, it's, it's I'm really excited about it
0: oh yeah no um and anything anything that takes away busy work i am a fan of i really am um and uh i uh it's something i am interested in doing pretty much every day of my paying job and my not paying job i have stuff automated to help take care of my chickens so
2: (laughs) and i actually did your job for a long time um so when I started JotForm, it, JotForm has always been a bootstrap business mm-hmm. and uh, and during the first years I was actually doing all the like, uh you know, sysadmin stuff and like, you know, my SQ would crash and I would have to like recover it, uh, fix <sighs> it and I had to deal with servers. So I did your job for a long time and I actually enjoyed it a lot. It's, It's really fun because uh, it's like working with systems is uh, so much fun. And in this book, I also talk about like systems and automation a lot. And I think, uh, yeah, this book is, I think it it helps everyone. It's not just uh, for like technical people, but it's actually more towards people who are non-technical. And I talk about like no code a lot in in the book.
0: Oh, nice. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, so yeah, I enjoyed your work, I, and I know it can be hard, like you know, there are weekends, <laughs> vacations, uh, slippery oh, yeah. nights, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: actually, um, we had to cancel mm-hmm. um, our last interview because we had, uh, um, I was on call, yeah. or no, I wasn't on call, but I was pulled into an incident, and uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a it was a thing. So, yeah, the struggle, the struggle is real, right? <laughs> Definitely.
2: <laughs> but it, it was a great learning experience for me uh, mm-hmm. to, to work on those. Like, because uh, you, know, you kind of understand uh, why systems fail and like, what kind mm-hmm. of things that you can do so that you can build systems that doesn't fail easily and uh, make them robust. And I think it's a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah, no. I, I it is one of the the great one of the the great. I think benefits I have right now, and I'm very privileged in this. Is is I enjoy getting up in the morning and logging onto my computer to do my work because every day is a new challenge and a new problem to solve. Nice, yeah.
2: And other than that, right. I have three kids, and uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Which means you have all sorts of busy things going on yes, yeah definitely yeah
2: so much <laughs>
0: <laughs> any any hobbies as well uh
2: yeah, my kids are my <laughs> hobbies <laughs> like, uh, because, uh so I have an eight year old six year old boys and uh four month old girl now uh so the, i'm I'm quite busy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. That's there's there's no sleep in your house right now. No. no. <laughs> um so then the question comes up with all that going on, um how, how do you keep yourself organized and and stay productive?
2: So I want to start with a quote uh by Dwight mm-hmm. Eisenhower. Yeah. Uh, and that, <laughs> uh that's like okay, I have uh uh, i have two kinds of problems he, he says that i have two kinds of problems the urgent and the important the urgent mm-hmm. are never important uh, the 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 urgent are not important but the important are never urgent and he said that and and then uh Stephen covey uh he wrote the book seven habits of uh, highly effective people he turned this into a matrix, uh, the a, a, basically a tool, the Eisenhower matrix, and the Eisenhower matrix have like two uh, sides. So it's at the top you have like urgent, non non urgent, and on the side you have mm-hmm. important and non important. Yeah. So so I think this is this is I think this is the best tool uh, anyone can use and. You know, it doesn't matter if you are the CEO or uh, like a, you know, just fresh out of college individual contributor. This tool is like the best tool uh, you can find. And uh, what's really important here is the, the 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 quadrant about the important things that are not urgent, because those things are never given attention. So you're always like, if something is urgent, right, you have to take care of it. Uh, if it's mm-hmm. important and urgent that you have to take care of it quickly so you give your attention fix it and things that are time sensitive urgent but not important are taking your time that's actually busy work those things are busy yep. work you want to automate those things you want to delegate them and automation is actually delegation you're basically delegating it to the machine and uh, but things that are not important and not not urgent are like things that you shouldn't be doing at all like you need to be kind of finding a way to get rid of them but the important quadrant is the important things that are not urgent and and i think everyone has this problem people don't don't have time to really uh focus on important things because like they are constantly dealing with these busy work and that's why i use the busy work in my in the title <laughs> of my
0: book yeah yeah no the uh the eisenhower matrix and i have mm-hmm. uh go back to oh god when did i when did i f- take my first covey training um mm. 2004 2003 mm-hmm. something like that and, and you awesome at-
2: when i read the book the seven yeah Habits. yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, and, and realizing that alone was a game changer, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. So I tried to put this idea uh, into my work mm-hmm. and I know as a CEO, I can be really busy. I can make myself very busy. I can spend all my day with meetings. Uh, I can, I, there is just so much things to do mm-hmm. and I can do all those things, but uh, I don't want to do that. I want to, be, be able to, uh, really spend my time on important things first. So what I will usually do is like every morning, um, I use the IA rider on Mac. So this is a, Mm -hmm. this is a simple text editor. There's nothing special about it except that you can actually really make it full screen. So every morning, uh, I go to gym, I have my, I take shower, have my coffee, sit in front of my computer, and open ii rider uh on full screen it's complete black screen and there's a cursor blinking that's it there's nothing else and (laughs) i I like to keep my desk clean as well because it's Mm -hmm. just like this is it like this is now i'm in the zone um i can actually think about what's important some days i know what's important i can just uh, start working on that. That could be like uh, a strategy for my business. That could be like writing uh, a blog post or working on my book, something like that. But some days I don't feel like, you know, I don't, I'm not feeling well at all. And those days I use the uh, technique that I read in the uh, mm-hmm. Julia Cameron book, uh, the artist way, which is oh, uh, yes. the morning pages. And this is a great, this is a great tool. Uh, the morning pages is a great tool because uh, it's like it's like going to a therapist or something. Like I never been to a therapist actually, but <laughs> you are. Uh, so what I do is like that complete blank screen, and I have like one of those like high quality Apple uh, screens, uh, like 4K or 8K. whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like this is complete black screen blinking cursor and I'm just typing whatever comes to my mind. And uh, as I type, and one of, one of the things I do that I, I don't think Julia recommends in the book, I will always delete those notes because this actually gives me more freedom because I can write whatever I want. I can actually, if I'm upset about something, if I, something bothers me, I can write about it. And like just put, like dump uh, every thought in my mind. But after a while, like after I write a a few paragraphs, suddenly like my writing starts becoming like more normal. Like, you know, my talk Mm -hmm. becoming more (laughs) like uh, more, um, you know, useful. Like I start thinking about like, really, I'm figuring out what's important for me right now. Like I need to fix this. I need to work on this. Like in my business, I need to solve this problem. In my personal life, I need to solve this problem. Whatever it is, it actually comes out. Like after I dump all the, all the thoughts that are like filling, filling up my head, that Mm -hmm. uh, suddenly a stream of, you know, uh, more useful uh, thoughts come out. And then I start thinking about like the solutions. And then that's actually, that's, that defines my work after that. And, and basically, so, we, we all have like this, like the best time for our, for, for us to work and uh, for us to do our deep work. And for me, that's morning. Like I have yeah. gym, uh, gym, shower, coffee, you know, I, I writer, complete black screen, uh, clean desk. And then, and then I, I can have like two or three hours of like really deep work at that point. And I don't check my emails until like noon. I don't check. Uh, I don't check my like. Uh, we use Discord. We were using Slack in the past, but uh, we switched to Discord during the pandemic because it's better. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just uh, I don't check those things. I don't even look at my phone, and I will just uh, like do try to do deep work during the morning times until noon, and after that, that's like busy work time. Like I check my emails. I process things uh i have to do a lot of things as a ceo and as a uh you know parent of three kids <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah yeah but those morning those morning times are really important and my wife also knows that and uh i you know she tries to keep me you know keep me free so that i can focus on that and like before my uh, third child born i was i was actually at, at the office uh in the morning
1: mm-hmm. but
2: you know, since since my child uh, was born, I, I am at home and I will probably stay at home until like fall uh, and I will keep doing this. And I really enjoy uh, enjoy my work when I can actually put like when I can actually do uh, like creative work and uh, mm-hmm. when I can do like solve something, really focus on something, do some deep work. That's when I enjoy my work. And if I feel like I'm like constantly busy and cut from meeting to meeting. And I have had like times during the, during my history of 17 years that like, I was like working all day or I was spending all my day in emails. And, and I learned that I wasn't more productive those times. Like it, it felt more productive because I was doing a lot, but I wasn't working on the important things. And, uh, that's what I figured out. And, uh, and it really works for me now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's that's an interesting an interesting thing. I've heard a lot of, of people talk about how it is important to know when the best time you can do deep work is. And uh, I think I'm an outlier because everybody says, oh, mornings, you know, get up early, do it early in the morning, do it first thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, I usually don't start to kick in with that until about uh, uh, 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Right, and so afternoon is my deep work time. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone
2: has a different time. Uh, different yeah, yeah.
0: Time.
2: Some people actually work better at night.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's—I it, think the importance of knowing when that time is, um, and not trying to say it must be in the morning, like so many people. Uh, or so many, so many members of the uh, uh, what? What do I call it? The uh, productivity industrial complex, <laughs> um, <laughs> like to you know, all you know, get up early and do it all early in the morning. And like, morning isn't everybody's best time, uh, yeah. you know. Um, also, I, I highly recommend not going back to the office to offices at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've been working remote for eleven years now, so. <laughs> mm-hmm you know it's it's
2: uh i I, I kind of enjoy uh like i enjoy working with good people uh it's Mm -hmm. just like having that environment of like speaking to them and like you know just uh just random conversations like just uh like having finding a whiteboard and like starting like drawing things on it and like just Mm -hmm. there's something special about that uh like that because it's not possible to replace uh, remotely, but like many things are uh, possible remotely, but I still <laughs> find some things that uh, that that are more enjoyable in the office. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. We um, we had to. Um, uh, I mm-hmm. work for Elastic, which is a global company, and so we um, our collab. We had to learn, I think, early on and develop all the methods on how to replicate that because it's you know impossible for say uh, our australian person and our uh east coast person to physically sit in the same office when they're working on the same project kind of thing so um but we're also significantly larger i think (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so let's see um well we we've talked actually Wow, we've we've covered a lot of ground here. We've we've talked about you know what a typical day looks like, although we haven't gone into evenings. Um, we've talked about you know the the tools you use. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Discord is interesting because uh, so many people think Slack is the way to do business, but I hadn't actually thought about doing it on Discord that way. Um,
2: what we really liked about uh, Discord was you could uh, create like team rooms. And these mm-hmm. teams can have, like, audio on. So, like, uh, we switched from Slack to uh, Discord uh, uh, when pandemic hit and we had to move to working from home. Yep. And uh, so, uh, at our offices, like, we actually give each team uh, their own, like, uh, offices. Like, it's not, like, open office, uh, oh. open plan office, like... like our teams are small, like, you know, five or six people, cross-functional, uh, have, like, you know, people from different kind of uh, functions, like a designer and developer or, a, like, a product manager. They're all, you know, sitting together. And each team has a single project they work on. So we we try to... Uh, you know, our teams kind of have that, like, startup-like feeling that they, they are actually deciding, like, how they are going to work, what they are going to work on, we we usually like for example when we decide to do jot form sign like we said to the team okay yeah do jot form sign that was the spec <laughs> that was <laughs> the spec. Like we didn't give them like 100 page of like details about hey people need like they as a part of their forms they are constantly trying to you know s- uh, add signatures to their forms uh, so we need to add a signature product and just go and do your best. But we always ask them to like you know come up with an MVP, release it to like a small percentage of our users, and then mm-hmm. gradually release it to more people. And uh so this this team environment we wanted to create it and we couldn't do that on Slack, but Discord had with yep. audio team uh team rooms functionality and we were and that really worked for us. Like during the pandemic like people didn't feel uh, like they were alone because they could hear each other like during the day uh usually they would mute their uh they they would mute their um uh their microphones but uh when someone speaks the others hear it actually so that really worked well and um that's why we moved to discord and uh, we found other reasons that it it really worked well uh and we see it after the pandemic as well yeah
0: yeah yeah, no, I, I, this is really, uh, I think, great. I, I like that you have basically the teams are allowed to decide their methodology. The teams are allowed to figure out how they work together. Um, that is something you don't see very often.
2: No. Right? No. And um, the reason I decided to do that was, um, so when I first started Jotform. Like mm-hmm. when we were like three people, four people, five people, like, like when we were a small team, uh, it was really fun. Like we were to, all to working in the same thing. Uh, we were having so much fun. But when we get to like 15 people, that uh, something was wrong. Like, you know, people were talking about like TV shows. We weren't talking about the product. We weren't excited about the product. And and the, the output, output was also not great. Like, you know, we weren't cre- creating a great product. And I thought, what's different now? Like, did we actually, like, we have more talented people. We have, we are working well. So what's, what's, what changed? And, and I remember that uh, in the beginning, we were all working on the same project. Uh, We were like a team. And, and then once we grown, uh, we actually Mm -hmm. like divided the work between people and everyone was going their own way, doing their own thing. And because of that, we lost that culture. We lost that excitement about the product. And I decided, okay, we are going to stop doing that. We are going to actually work on less number of projects. We, we will have like these small teams, like, you know, five person teams. And we are going to work on the, these teams will work on a single project and they will, and, and we started growing more after that. And this, I continued that that approach, uh, uh, and it really worked for us. Um, and it, it it allowed us to like uh, grow our product and uh, grow our team without actually uh, messing things up. Like you know, keeping that team culture, keeping that uh, like product first mindset, uh, and yeah, it it kept us uh, it co- kept us in the same path as as i started yeah
0: yeah yeah that's that's something i've uh, i've seen so often is that um it's really easy to become siloed mm-hmm. as you grow and this this kind of keeps things from becoming siloed so that everyone so that i mean one you have to manage interteam communication but if the individual teams have a really big focus have a have a very a specific product oriented focus mm-hmm. right that that i think delivers better product than here is the team that is working on the the engineering team and this is you know and they all develop it and here's the marketing team and they're they just do marketing and there's no the interaction is engineering came up with a thing and gives it to marketing right or um God, one of the worst jobs... Well, I'm not going to say worst jobs because I was there for seven years, but one of the hardest jobs I had was where like, engineering would develop the product and then just basically drop it in the laps of operations and they would just be like, there you go, go run it. Yeah, And there um, was no... Yeah.
2: Other companies, like someone is actually go to their room and they will write a like 100 page spec. Here's mm-hmm. what we're going to build. And then... This spec is dropped on the designer's uh, desk and the yeah, designer yeah. works like three months, makes makes it all up and, you know, become designs. And then that goes to like the engineers. And then, uh, and yeah, this is not the approach. Like this, this doesn't work really. Uh, what we try to do is like we sit, we, we make sure everyone is sitting together, like the designer, developer, product people user researchers like and uh and we want and whatever we do like we say okay hey you're gonna come come up with a mvp minimum viable product within like one or three months Uh, one month or three months like depends on the uh difficulty of the project Mm -hmm. and then just release it to some people and see if they like it if they uh really want to use it what kind of feedback they have and then once that's working uh with the f- user feedback, we are, we are continuously improving it and we keep it at low. Like, you know, maximum we go to like 5% of JotForm users, which we have like 20 million users now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, and once we know that it's ready, we actually do the marketing release. Like we announce that, okay, we, we, we say, okay, we just released JotForm apps, JotForm sign or JotForm approvals. And once we, like the release is like a big event, but actually it's some people have been using it for like two years, that product. And <laughs> uh, and we, we put the beta and then we re- remove the beta and that, that works much better because uh, like we are constantly getting feedback from users and we, we make sure that we are in the right path. Um, And, and, and the team that, that's working on the product is like constantly talking about it. It's, it's not like, you know, it's not going to some other silo where, uh, you know, someone is making decisions. It's like the people who people actually own it, like the team owns it, owns the product. I think that's really important and they are really proud of it and they celebrate it. They celebrate the lunch and usually we have like party. Uh, when we have a launch, and you know we enjoy it, and the the team also celebrates it, it it's it's a lot sort of fun.
0: That's that is phenomenal. That that sounds like an amazing um experience. And uh, now now, if something ever happens with Elastic, now I know who I'm talking to first, right? Um. <laughs> oh, did you say Elastic? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We use it. Uh, the Elastic is like the. The uh about the logs, right? Elasticsearch, um, is that the one? The company?
0: Um yeah, that's that's okay. us. Uh, although that's I work product. on the yeah, I work on the cloud side of things. So nice. if if you use the Elastic Cloud product, so you're not self hosting, you're letting mm-hmm. us run and manage it for you. That's the nice. division I work in. Mm-hmm. So
2: it's a great you know, product, but, yeah. We use oh, it. Oh yeah. I mean, we 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 actually hosted ourselves. We uh, we have like huge, huge, huge logs, so much logs. But yeah, it's a great product.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I won't go into the full pitch about how you know it does more than logs. And I won't go into the pitch about how maybe maybe we can maybe we can take some administrative and. Uh, IT burden off of you by moving to cloud, that's marketing and sales as department. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you also do cross-functional.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I uh, it, it's it, interesting in my life in technology over the past 30 years, oh my God, it's been 30 years, I've been a system administrator, I've been a consultant, I've been a sales engineer, um, system, but you know I keep I keep coming back to to the sysadmin uh, site reliability side of things, and so that's where I, I, you know, have been for the last oh decade, yeah, or so, okay. yeah. And you
2: also take care of chicken.
0: I I do I do, and that's <laughs> you know um, that's great, you know, yeah. um, that is that is part of my productivity is spending time with the chickens and just yeah. letting you know, letting everything go because it is impossible to spend time with chickens and not just realize that chickens don't care about anything except what's happening right now. It's great about being, you know, that whole statement about being in the moment. Chickens are always in the moment. So, you know, um, wow. And we've talked about the tools you use. Are there any other, um, any other things you find particularly valuable? Which, you I mean, know, the, recently yeah. I
2: started, uh, using chat GPT, uh, more often, um, as opposed to like Google, like instead of going to Google and searching for things, I will go to chat GPT and, um, just search for my query. And just, uh, the answer is much better because it gives me like the results, like the, like, mm-hmm. I have to, like go to like 10 different pages to read them. And, uh, ChatGPT gives me the result. Of course, I have to fact check it, check it because <laughs> it right. also produces a lot of incorrect information. So, so you cannot trust it. But uh, on many things, like it gives you a lot of ideas, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's great. Uh, it's it's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, uh, and I I've been seeing a lot of. Uh, like the technology involved in chat I've seen a lot of really good uses for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you
2: know, um, um, I can talk about my productivity system with Gmail. Um, and, oh
0: yes, please. Okay.
2: And, <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is also about the book, like automation. And um, so my biggest problem has always been my emails. Like, and I think it's not only me because the, I read somewhere that uh, average office worker receives like 175 emails a day. And I probably receive more, much more than that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, the problem is the way email is like listed and it doesn't matter what, which tool you use. I use Gmail, like we use the Gmails, like the enterprise version. So with mm-hmm. our own domain, but it doesn't matter if you use Outlook or whatever you use, it's you have the same problem because the email is listed by date and time. And the problem is that it's the same thing with the Eisenhower matrix. Uh, You are actually listing by urgency as opposed to importance. And I want, I really wanted, I I even thought about like building this product. Like I want to see emails by priority and Gmail has like priority inbox. It doesn't work. I, I never seen anybody say it works. So uh, I wanted to see emails by priority, like the top email is the highest priority email and the bottom email is like the spam that you don't want to even see. And uh, I tried like 10 different products and like all the products that, let say like they use AI and everything, like uh, nothing worked. And then while I was like trying these products, like I actually uh, figure out exactly what I needed. And I actually didn't need like much like I didn't I even considered like maybe I can use like apps script to to develop like you know i i I haven't been writing code for a long time but uh <laughs> you know I can still write code <laughs> I can figure it out <laughs> but then i I thought like you know the solution I need can actually be implemented with just uh gmails labels and filters and mm-hmm. that's what I did and it it really worked for me and it's still working for me so Here is a solution I found. Um, I created three labels. uh, Level one, level two, and level three. And basically, and I started creating filters. If an an email is like the top priority. For example, uh, my book publisher is Wiley. and So if someone from Wiley.com sends me an email, that's going to go to my level one inbox. Uh, If my wife sends me an email, that's, Definitely gonna to go to level one. I know that's <laughs> <have> trouble, right? <laughs> so, like, if our VP of HR emails me the same, like, uh, if it's a direct email, it's probably important. So, this is level one. Level two is the uh, direct emails to me from people I know, of, and they're also important, but they are not as they may not be high priority or urgent like level one or important. And the level three is all the other email that I care about, like the reports I receive newsletters, uh, I subscribe to or the email threads I'm part of, like the emails that are not really, that are mostly like for me to read. Uh, they are not for me to respond. Uh, and then everything else just drops down to my inbox. Uh, and most email is like, you know, someone is trying to make a sale. Someone is like, you know, applying for a job or someone is, uh, just spam things like that. I, they don't even go to any levels. But here's the important part. And this is crucial. I never go to my Gmail inbox at all. Like, um, when I want to, when I need to process my emails, I go to my browser bookmarks and I click on level one, uh, bookmark and I click on that. I look at how many, like, level one emails I have, like, maybe I have, like, five. I will process that, like, you know, I will clean that up, and then I will go to level two, and then I will go to level three. And I will, time to time, just revive uh, the remain email for, uh, for, for the emails that I might have missed, and I create the filters for them. But basically, this approach allows me to, to be able to focus on really important email, email first. Let's say I am between meetings. Let's say I am on vacation. I only have like half an hour or 15 minutes to process my emails. I will just go to my level one, uh, process it. And I have a, you know, I, I I can keep it sane. I don't have to worry about missing an important email. And which worked really well for me so far. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I actually do something similar. I have a, a um, a series of rules to to auto classify things. And then um, the only things that stay in my inbox are those important things. Everything else uh, gets, you know, either classified to where it belongs and I can, and I have, you know, filters to be able to to see just those. Mm-hmm. And then I have a folder called read later and read later is where everything else ends up. Mm-hmm. And I, I, maybe I checked that one once a day because it's where things like uh, um, things that sometimes things that are uh, things that are important to me show up there, like uh, 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 marketing emails from uh, bands I like mm-hmm. or, you know, like concert announcements. But, you know, if I, if I bought a ticket, I want those to show up in my inbox. But if, I, you know, I, I don't need the list of here's what's coming up in Europe. Right. <laughs> I mean,
2: for many years, I tried to actually do inbox zero. I tried to like mm-hmm. create filters to like mark important things, but I was still looking at my whole inbox and that approach doesn't work because just the 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 amount of emails received is like too much. And then you're constantly trying to clean up your inbox. But if you, instead of going from like, uh, and like the emails we receive, like, we care, the emails we care about are from coming from the people we know like 99% are coming from uh, the people I, we know and time to time someone we don't know with will introduce themselves that's fine you can i mean if they if you get back to them later they're gonna be they're gonna be fine but uh so instead of like uh, looking at all emails and then trying to find the important ones. I'm only looking at the important emails now and uh, prior to emails now. And then uh, I'm not looking at the unimportant ones. And that's uh, the, the previous, previous inbox zero approach uh, was was just like keeping me so busy. Like it was just taking so much of my time. And this approach uh, saved me like so much time. And uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one of the reasons I wrote the book, The Automate Your Busy Work. <laughs> I really care about these things. And uh, I try to put these ideas not just, uh, like, in my own work, but also, like, the product, uh, JotForm. You know, I try mm-hmm. to add as many, like, automation as possible. And uh, usually, like, if you... Jotform, JotForm is, like, forms are kind of, like, the first step in a journey. So it's, like, someone is filling the form. They don't... They don't they don't complete a form so that, like, they can send the data. They are usually, like, making a request, uh, like, mm-hmm. registering for something, uh, you know, contacting about something. So they, they there's actually, like, many steps after that. Yeah, like, emails are triggered, documents are generated, reports are created. Like, there's so many things going on after that. And uh, so that's why we always we, – we never thought that, okay, our job is to, like, just give people – emails we always you know try to like automate as many things as possible after the forms are received uh to help people automate their work so it's uh really like automate busy work uh turned out to be like one of the missions in my in my uh life yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah um do you use anything like um if this then that or zapier or i forget what the new one is um or yeah um
2: yeah i mean zapier is like the i use zapier uh most and uh but usually what happens is that it's something if something if, if something if i feel like something needs to be integrated with jotform uh if, an, an, if if an integration is not available you know i might use zapier and then after that like you know we might actually in, in, implemented as a native, uh, implementation things like integration with Google calendar, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, HubSpot CRM, like, because we were actually doing those things. Like we were really, uh, using like those integrations that we implemented, uh, or yeah, yeah. like na- native in- integrations within Jotform, And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I do like to automate things away. As a matter of fact, when this episode actually goes live, I have a Zapier nice task that mm-hmm. when I finish mastering the podcast, right, when we do the episode recording and we add this interview to it and all of that, I save it to Dropbox and Zapier sends it to my post-processing utility, does most of the metadata for me and, and, then it gets written back into a different folder in Dropbox for me to, uh, then take it to, uh, do the little polishing steps and put it on and, and publish it to the site. It's like, you know, I, I've automated away, um, you know, like two, three hours of work, um, just by, you know, I just have to save a file now and it, everything else happens in the background. It's great. Um,
2: and I think it's the age of like no code. Uh like there's just so many products. If you go to a website like g2.com and on any kind of work that you do, that you can find a product that can help you automate it. And it's not gonna it's not just gonna help you automate it, but it's also gonna give you like so much more power because uh what happens is that like let's say you are doing something manually. And uh, you go to G2, you find a product, uh, you automate that task. But then once you, like, look into that product, like, hey, what kind of features they have? Like, mm-hmm. we are now actually discovering all these, like, new uh, things that you could do. And uh, and it's, it's also all automated. So you just take, you know, take advantage of that. And I think that's great. And the oh, yeah. like Zapier, Make... Uh, is actually making like, you know, making those product products work with each other and they are becoming much more powerful. And I think that's a, this is a great time to be like be a small business in my opinion because uh, in the past, like, you know, big companies could go to like SAP and they could say like, hey, uh, okay, we want to automate everything. And SAP would come like they would give like millions of dollars and, you know, Built their integrations and built their solutions, but today, like any like small business, can go and you know use any products. Like the products are cheap. JetForm is free, you know, until like you receive like hundred form submissions a month, it's all free, and uh, and you know a lot of products. Zapier is also, I believe, free like up to five or something. So it's just yeah. yeah especially when you're starting out, like you can, you can actually try many things. Like you can test them out, see if it works and then start using them. And if, if you are using them a lot, they're not very expensive. Uh, So I think this is a great time. I think the, the no code slash SAS slash like uh, cloud products are actually democratizing the, the, the software for small businesses. And I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, uh, funny story, Wade, uh, the founder of, of Zapier was one of my early guests. Nice. So yeah, I will, I will. for those of you who are listening at home, I'll link to that if you missed it. Um, boy, that was an age ago. Um, I should check in with Wade and see how he's doing. Um, all right. Are you ready for the, the fun questions? Sure. All right. Um, what is the best advice you've been given uh, or and or in addition to the best advice you you would give somebody else,
2: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs>
0: I think the best advice uh,
2: was uh, the the one that I received from my father. So I think I was in high school or middle school, and uh, I actually liked uh, coding, and uh, I told my father, and I was reading about like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs uh, and. I told my father, hey, you know, one day I'm going to be rich. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build my own software products. And uh, be, be, I'm go- I actually said, I'm going to study computer science and I'm going to be a programmer and I'm going to be rich. And my father told me, like, he told me, uh, like, programmers don't get rich, uh, like business people get rich. So I thought, uh, like, I was always thinking about, like, just programming. And I also started thinking about, like, thinking, learning about, like, uh, building a product, making my own product, learning entrepreneurship, like, startups. I started reading about those things. And that changed my life. Uh, that, that was a great advice. And uh, I don't know if, it's the best advice I gave is probably <laughs> it's a tough one. But like I think just a couple of days ago, I don't know if it's the best advice I give, but I really like my advice. So so every night like when, when I put my uh sons, like eight-year-old and six-year-old sons, to sleep. So they have like their rooms are across a hallway. Uh and I will I will usually like, you know, we'll turn off the lights and I will I will just sit and I will talk to them until they go to sleep. And and we were just having that talk like dark talk uh we call it like, mm-hmm. all dark so we were just having another dark talk and my my 8 year old is really he loves basketball and he was like really excited about it and you know he's think like he was asking like how can i become like successful or like and i thought and i and i thought about it and i said like it's i think it's all about like working really hard because i know a lot of talented well- people Who never became successful. And because they, they were afraid of the work. They were afraid to put the work. And if you really believe in something, uh, it doesn't, you don't have to be like the super talented or something. But if you love something, if you believe in something, if you work hard for it for a, for a long time, then you're going to become, uh, successful. And I really believe in that. And, uh, you know, I hope that it's, it's a, it, it, it would be the best ad- advice I gave.
0: Yeah. 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 And I, I see that a lot. <laughs> um, a lot of talented people who are not putting in the work. Yeah. Um, um, or or um, uh, a lot of people who aren't as talented, but put in the work. My wife, who is at this point, a successful author will tell you she isn't all that talented. Um, which I disagree with wholeheartedly. Um, but, um, she, uh, but she puts in the work, right?
2: Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and if you love something, uh, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to be like super successful if you enjoy doing something, you know, that's the journey is the, uh, the result. It's, it's enough.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, cool now let's now let's ask the sad question um at least i think it's the sad question um, <laughs> how do you deal with yeah how do you deal with failure uh or missing the goal
2: yeah i know? mean and i think we 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 have a lot of those because we try different things uh in mm-hmm. our business and uh and what we will usually try to figure out is like why did we fail i don't think I think even from the failures we learn a lot, and uh, it's important that uh-huh. we figure out why did we fail. Like, and I think failure is kind of like, okay, we had a theory. Uh, let's say we have a problem that we want to fix. We 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 create a theory, and then and then we assume that it's 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 good one, and then we apply a solution, and the solution doesn't work. So usually the, the initial theory is incorrect. So we need to figure out why it was incorrect and what's the right way, what's the right approach we need to take. And, uh, and we try different things. I think um, you know failure is not a big deal. Uh, we just keep trying. And um, we learn a lot from failures.
0: Uh, wow, that's great. Um, that, is, that is a great culture too yeah you know I know I've been places where um your theory was incorrect, and now it is <laughs> catastrophic for everybody right yeah. um, um, all right, the other side of the the failure is the happy the, the success, and you've already answered it for work. I'm kind of interested about personal, and that is do you celebrate your successes, and if so, how
2: so I'm kind of, uh, I, I, I actually kick myself a lot about things I, I do. Like, like if I make a mistake and I'm constantly thinking like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? And, uh, so, but there's the, there's the opposite side. Like you can't celebrate things, uh, silently. Like you don't have to jump up and down or like, you know, party. You can actually like silently celebrate things and like just, just like be thankful for what you have. Like, uh, like just you know, instead of kicking yourself, you could just, you know, tell yourself you did, you did well and uh, you can congratulate yourself. Uh, I think you know, it's just and that's more powerful because uh, like your internal talk, if you are cele- having a celebration with yourself, I think it's very powerful and, uh, just. You know, I've been like, you know, so this book just came out, but I've been working on it for more than a year and then releasing it like and this week like we were like, you know, uh it's it came out and you know, I thought to myself, okay, I I'm not celebrating it because it's just hey, it's it's a big deal. It's a published book and I really put a lot of effort into it and it turned out great and also people read it and loved it. Uh, actually, one of them is this PR founder. Um, he also, you know, read the book and liked it, and we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. And just, and it's it's a good book. So I was actually taking the time to like, you know, uh, celebrate by myself, just uh, making sure that you know, just I'm not constantly like on the run. Uh, just stop and uh, take the time to celebrate it and. Uh, yeah,
0: that's what I tried to do. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Those are all the official questions or at least the, the official discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me more about the book. I mean, we've talked quite a bit about it, but tell me more about the book.
2: Sure. Uh, so the reason I decided to write this book is because, uh, I had the same problems myself. Um, Especially during the first years of form, that at some point, that I was actually spending all my day with busy work. Like I was spending all my day answering emails, doing customer support, doing everything like accounting, legal, HR, ordering supplies for the office. Even our product development wasn't streamlined. Like we have right, today. right, and 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 then. Right at that moment, like, Google actually came up with a competitor product. Google came out with uh, Google Forms. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a make-or-break moment for me. And I decided, okay, I need to change something. I need to – what can I change? And I looked at what we are doing, and we were actually helping people automate things. And we were helping people streamline their communications, their, uh, like, business processes, their workflows – with forms, and then after, like, we had many additional features and product to help them after the form is received. And while we were doing that, at the same time, at my own business, I was doing everything manually. So I decided that, and I had a small <laughs> team back then, I decided uh, automation is the solution. And I, I continued that philosophy, and I started putting not just uh, automating my business, but putting more automation features to my product job form. And, and I actually started enjoying more because I, I'm passionate about product. Like I'm patient about, you know, creating a product and seeing people use it. And I, I lost that for a while when I was doing like everything manually, like I was handling everything myself and then once I automated, uh, many things, once I reduced the time I spent on emails, things like that, I was able to enjoy my work again. I was able to put, on, put in deep work and, uh, you know, creative work. And I started enjoying my work. And that, that helped us become a successful company. Today, Justform has like 20 million users, 500 employees, uh, offices in seven cities. And, uh, Google Forms didn't beat us. Uh, You know, we are not just surviving; (laughs) we are thriving actually. So, and uh, and I actually wanted to write about what I learned about automation. But you know, just I've been writing a blog for a long time. I write for Entrepreneur and Fast Company and on Medium and on just from blog. But this was something like uh, once I get into that, like this was something big. So I decided to. To write the book and and it's it while I was writing the book uh, I came up with uh something I call automation flywheels uh a framework to to start with busy work and create systems and automations and turn your business like your work into into automation and in, in systems so that you can do less achieve more and save your brain for the big stuff
0: nice awesome sauce. Love yeah. it, love it, love it, love it. Um, and I like the term automation flywheels. I, I may, uh, I may grab that one. Um, <laughs> and, and like you said, you can, the, the book is available everywhere and it's published by Wiley, um, mm-hmm. yes. which is great. I, I do like Wiley. Um, actually I have a, a friend who's a product project manager
1: over there
2: uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I also love wiley books uh and yeah i because i worked with their like editors uh and i now know why their books are so good because they really put in the time like uh, our development so editor was really like uh they worked for with me for like many months like you know almost rewritten written the book uh like they they really helped the authors, authors.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, as, uh, my wife is, is fun of saying sometimes a, a good editor can make or break a book. Yeah. exactly. You know? Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, and that's wherever books are sold. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm updating my notes, um, just to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, and then, yeah. So, uh, if you, have places where we can find you online and don't mind sharing. I'd love to hear about that and share it with my listeners.
2: Um, I have my own website, uh, dot which is my first name, last name.com. Uh, so, and there's a free chapter of my book there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, you can find the book on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Final thing. um, Starting in, in 2021, we realized we're fine and we didn't need more money. I know that's a, a really odd statement to hear in America. Um, but uh, instead, we ask our guests um, for a charity for our listeners to give to. Mm-hmm. Um, so where would you like our listeners to send their money uh, this week?
2: I think that's amazing. Uh, I really love that. Uh And for me, uh, just, I love children and like, uh, my children are uh, lucky because, you know, uh, they are getting the education, good education. They are healthy. They're, they have food and everything, but there are like millions of, uh, children in the world that are not like, you know, getting those things. Like they, you know, they, they, they are struggling. And that's why I, you know, my favorite uh, celebrity, uh, the my my favorite nonprofit is the unicef and i would you know suggest uh donating unicef
0: yeah uh, oh yeah long time long time uh supporter of unicef myself so that is excellent um and that is literally everything so um wow thank you so much this has been absolutely thank fantastic you. yeah you know and uh uh next time you have a book or something you want to talk about just give me a shout and we will make that happen
2: all right thank you
0: all right yeah um and then for the uh for the people at home we will be right back after this such a great time talking to uh, Eidakin that I I can't wait to do it again. And uh, I want to thank him for appearing on the show. So yeah, Um, I have a word. Let's hear your word. Uh, The word this week is busy work, because that is what we're trying to automate our way out of. Uh, I do it, you know, partly that is like what my job is. I consider part of my like day job is just like, hey, if I have to do it more than once or no, more than twice, I should automate the living daylights out of it. So uh, yeah. And uh, we, if only we could automate your signing things.
1: Well, but the fact that it's not automated and that it's it's me signing them is the value it is it that's, is that's the, the the personalization that that provides the the value to the uh, the person who gets it so, so if
0: I were to set up a thing where you would write with one pen and nine others would echo that on sheets of paper and you just had to swipe out sheets of paper.
1: Uh, it would, it wouldn't be the same. It would uh, be okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. I don't think. I mean, it'd be. Like, it's like using a stamp. It, oh God! Uh, yeah. Yeah. You. You. You know. It's. Uh, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. No. And. Fair. I. I want to make people happy when they. No. No. People should be happy. Yeah. So it's. It's. I don't mind doing it. I mean, I I bitch about it, you know, but that's mostly because, like, I rapidly forget how to spell my name. And it's like when you say a word too often, you stop believing it's a real word. Yeah. And when you sign your name too often, not only is it not a real word, but the lines don't look real. And then you try to fix them because obviously those lines aren't real, and then you end up writing to Black King the Florp, and it's... Yeah, uh, it's yeah. A,
0: that's, a, that's a problem. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, our word is busy work, and you take that word, and you go to productivityalchemy.com, and you look for the place where it says Activity Code, and you type busywork in, all one word, and you press Submit uh, after you log on, because apparently uh, the newer version you have to log on, and then you will get a badge. Yes. A happy badge.
1: And you you can go on the website and find out all about badges and why you want them and what to do with them.
0: Yes. You can also find all the notes and links for this episode as well as the prior episodes. Uh, you can listen to old episodes, new episodes, uh, new show notes, old show notes. Uh, there's links to our bios. Um, but through all of it, there is one link. Click not the link. Click not the link. It's you can click the one that says contact.
1: Yeah, that was. Contact
0: is good. Contact is where we you know is what where we get content for the letters show, which theoretically is next week. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, please click the contact button.
1: Send um, send send mail.
0: Send mail, yes. Uh, but do not dun 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 click the link that says support.
1: Do not. We're that is good. the forbidden link. Yes, we we do not we we do not require money at the moment. We no, are good. We're great. I have enough that I can randomly buy a PS five, even if I did sort of make noises.
0: That's yeah, no, that is that is totally a thing. Instead, you should give your money to people who need it way more than we do.
1: Absolutely, and there are a lot of them.
0: Yes, and this week, uh, our guest supplied charity is UNICEF. Alrighty. Which is, you know, a big international organization that is doing all sorts of things all over the world. I am going to bring up their website, since I neglected to do that in advance. Um... Originally called the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund, now officially the United Nations Children's Fund. Um, they're part of the UN, and they're responsible for providing humanitarian and development aid to children worldwide. Um,
1: People long, long ago used to like go door-to-door and collect change for them. Yes. It, it was a thing. It
0: was a thing. Uh, I think there's occasionally still that drive, but it's much easier now to just go to their website and give them money. Um, to help them with their mission because uh, anything to you know help improve the lives of children will improve improves our future um, absolutely yes
1: this has all gotten very 80s
0: i know it feels weird 80 it, it's it's everyone who is like didn't live through that is like i don't know what they are going on about yeah no it's old it's, people it's um, not
1: that we're I mean, yes, okay, we are cynics, but uh, right. no, it's it's just uh, uh, you remember Hands Across America? Yep. Yeah,
0: I had a friend who actually uh, participated. Oh,
1: our school did. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, no, I yeah. I held hands with people for like five minutes or whatever. Yes. And uh, yeah. oh, that's
0: right. I remember that scene in Us, and you were like, "Oh my god." Yep. Like, freaking out about it.
1: I was not freaking out. You weren't freaking
0: out. I was like,
1: oh, holy crap, I did that.
0: Yes. Anywho,
1: there's... Yes, so now now that we have... have, And it was uphill both ways, so... In the uh, snow. Yes. And there were wolves. Right. You should should do something productive that is not uh, holding (laughs) hands with strangers uh, across the continent. Or... Running with wolves. Well, I mean, if you can run with wolves productively, do it. Knock yourself out. That sounds great.
0: So anyway, on on that note, folks, uh, go out there and do your best to um, stay productive, no matter what
1: that looks like. You you are so lucky that I love you, or I would start singing We Are the World, but no one wants that.
0: It would be a duet, and no one wants that.
1: Damn straight.